Hey guys, welcome to the after show for Unlocking the Truth, where we are checking out season one, episode three, entitled, Honey, That's a Dangerous Man. Come back, because we have a lot to chat about. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. No, I'm for unlocking the truth. Like I said, we're doing season one, episode three. It's a good episode. Kind of, I don't know, I liked it a little bit. We didn't get that much information. Uh, but my name is Nadine. You guys can follow me everywhere at Nadine DP to, and the number three. Nadine DP3. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And what about you? I'm Abigail Frere and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Abigail Frere. Hi guys, I'm Maddie Makeley and you can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. What's up, guys? Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real underscore O underscore G. Once again, the best real OG. <laughs> the real OG. The real OG. Loves her DMX. All right, we got it going. <laughs> All right, so this episode, like I said, I kind of, I did like it. I just feel like we just didn't get that much more information um, from, I think, Michael's case especially. Mm-hmm. Calvin's case a little bit, but uh, initial thoughts, ready, go. I was thinking the same about every episode thus far, and then at the end, I just like threw my arms literally up in the air and was so excited for next week. That's the first time I've been actually excited yeah. to turn on the TV, like I super excited to turn yeah. on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. The preview was fun. <laughs> Anxious. <laughs> the preview for the third case. Right? So yeah, I'm super excited about that, especially because we all thought that these were going to be the only two cases in the whole season, yeah. but I'm really interested to know who did what. Um... Like I said last time, I feel like one of them has to be wrong, but both of them are pushing me to the point that I'm wrong. So, so you have no idea so right I literally now. I yeah. have no idea, but you're right. We didn't get that yeah. that much further. I mean, other than improving like what we already thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I get more emotional more stuff. More emotional stuff, yeah. yeah, but I still think the same stuff. I yeah. mean, yeah. All right, so well, we'll chat a little bit more, though. And you, darling. Um, it was a good episode overall, but I feel like this was Calvin's episode more so than mm. Michael's episode. It's I just don't really care for the way they're splitting it up. I think I need to know a little bit more about Michael, and they just cut me off. Yeah, it's so weird. Rude. They like <laughs> gave us what like right. one uh, segment basically, mm-hmm, and then yeah. we went to commercial, and then it was Calvin. The commercials mm-hmm. felt so much longer. This this uh, they did mm-hmm. this episode too for some reason. Maybe but, we were just mm-hmm. anticipating. Yeah. yeah. What was next? And so they yeah. literally stop it like out of nowhere. Like it'll be commercial break and then okay, so let's move on to Coffin's case. And it's yeah. like I just got into it and now you're switching on me and we don't even come back to it until a week from now. So mm-hmm. it's like I have a suggestion, MTV. Two, two, and two for episodes. That's what you, you should do next go. time. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, maybe season two, if there's a season two. Hopefully there is a right? season two. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think we just want to know a little bit more about the case or just have it closed. But mm-hmm. anywho, let's chat about our first case, Michael Polite. Yes. We're back to him. Poor kid, uh, 14 years old, in jail for murdering his mother, setting her on fire, mm-hmm. and uh, allegedly murdering her. Um, so this time, the first people we get to, to kind of chat with are Mike and Betty Nixon, who uh, were there neighbors were Rita's and, and Michael's neighbors back in the day when the whole investigation happened. Um, and now they are the local gas station owners. I just love this whole town is just so small. <laughs> so like cute. The people that know everything are the neighbors, the gas station people, the mm-hmm. uncle and the aunt. Um, so yeah, so we chatted with them a little bit and she, Betty,
Betty basically said the same thing that I feel like a lot of these women that we've been uh, talking about, that women in his life, Michael's life, are saying that he was too tiny, he was too mm-hmm. small, he was not capable of a murder such as this, of, of bluntly hurting his mother, using a blunt object object to the head, mm-hmm. hurting his mom that way, and then setting her on fire. That he wasn't, he physically wasn't strong enough. Um, and a few other facts, and then we'll chat about it. Was she said that Rita's door is always unlocked, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a red flag of it could have kind of been anyone. Um, and basically, the sheriff said that they thought Ed was involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you guys feel about you know Mike and, and Mike and Betty's little testimony there? I love Betty. You like <laughs> Betty? Uh, yeah, that was like my first. She's a strong woman, and I think that's yeah. the first time that, at least in this case, we've had a strong um, female figure kind of step out and. You know, they had to push her a little bit to say mm-hmm. a name, but when she finally said, you know, Johnny's name, yeah. um, I thought, I was like, yes, finally, someone's actually standing up for themselves. And I also liked how she kind of, um, I mean, no one ever, the way she described Rita was more like, Rita could take care of herself. So Rita was kind of a more of a, seemed like a ballsy, broadish woman based mm-hmm. on the way that um, Betty was describing her and that actually for the first time was nice to hear kind of more of a description of her overall demeanor because I don't think mm-hmm. we've really heard anything other than she was a victim but like mm-hmm. why did you feel that but way she could have kind of yeah. like held her own in a sense especially against a Meek Michael yeah yeah that yeah. helps um, I really like, to be honest that they emphasize so much on his size because when you're dealing with a a blunt object and fire. Does size really matter? You know, it does a little knocking does her it? down. I would think, you right? Think? I, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, like it definitely goes in his favor for sure. But like, I don't know how much I, I agree. Like, does it really go that much in his favor to a, to a point? Like, I, if I want to set, so, I'm, I'm little. I mean, if I want to set someone on fire, like, it can't be that <laughs> oh, hard. Just oh, a sorry, guys. I, know, I mean, like, well, I mean, but really, like, um, I just don't know why they're like emphasizing on on that that much. But um, I, I do like her too, Betty. Betty. Oh, Betty. Um, no, she she was great. She seemed like she knew the family pretty well. She she mentioned, you know, I thought about stopping by that morning and stuff. And so she she seems like she was pretty close to them, and she seemed like she knew like their family dynamic a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So um, it was nice to see that from like a closer perspective. It's just like such an eerie feeling knowing that you could have been there that morning, kind of. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also her saying that it kind of just makes more suspects. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well now you could have possibly mm-hmm. been there. You know, were you there? Yeah. You just said you were going to stop by. Did you stop by? I don't yeah. know. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about mm-hmm. it. It's just, they're really, I think this whole entire town and situation is just so bizarre. Like, everybody knows a little piece of something, and but mostly everybody's afraid to say something. And But now we got Betty over here. She's actually willing to speak up and talk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a major... A breakthrough for us as mm-hmm. an audience, I think. Yeah, my thing is though, like, why if ever, why is everyone so afraid if they all hate like Ed, for instance, right. and everyone mm-hmm. doesn't like him? They all love to re- like. Wouldn't you <laughs> love kind of Trump, whatever? You really think Ed's gonna come and kill you? Like, well, I, I'm I think that says mm-hmm. that everyone's in fear. Obviously, they think this guy's a dangerous man, and no one wants to stick up for him, for him, or speak up against him. So. Yeah. Especially now that he has got a team. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. so we learned from from Mike and Betty uh, that Johnny Polite. We're introduced to a new guy. We're introduced to a lot of random Police. characters that we didn't really get <laughs> Lots to. Lots of Polites. Yeah, a chance to really talk about. Um, so Johnny Polite, who's Ed's cousin, who's 
technically Michael's cousin. Everyone's mm-hmm. cousin in the family. Um, <laughs> it's everyone's yeah, it's cousin. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just... All the police. Like I was just saying, if anyone watched Making a Murderer, which is, you know, kind of a similar theme to this, it was. it's kind of like the Avery's, you know, that whole family living in the same area. And I think that's just small towns that all yeah, families right. live on the same mm-hmm. land. They buy it's the creepy same... creepy to me, man. I is don't it? know. I, I can't... It's everyone knowing your stuff yeah. and then your... Yeah, that's, like, that's I small like, town. Also, Betsy even... Uh, said everyone knew that her door is unlocked all the time. Well, Rita, if everyone knows your door is unlocked, you should probably lock your door. Like... I just, I just common logic. That is personally. so bizarre. I think what I would be I mean? scared. I don't know if it's in her benefit, like not in her benefit, but like since they live in such a small town where not a lot of people are around, mm-hmm. like does that mean you should lock your door? Or you shouldn't lock your door. I never lock my door. It's okay. so bad. Okay. I live in LA. Just so you know, Abby. Yeah, like she doesn't lock her door. This on broadcast. No one knows where I live, but I'm just like. So now everyone knows that. No, but no. After you're gonna get killed. And I'm locking my door now. Oh, it's getting locked. Yeah, okay, well, I, mean, I think it's just Back a small to town. Yeah. I mean, like, when I was growing up young, we didn't really, our neighborhood wasn't really developed at all, and right. I was in a small town in the middle of New York, uh, not New York City, like, upstate <laughs> New York, and growing up young, we didn't really lock our door at night, but, I mean, now that the neighborhood's more developed and stuff, yeah, oh we, lock, we lock the door, but, yeah, at the time, I mean, it's not, it wasn't that big of a deal, so I kind of understand that sense, and also, murders don't happen in their town that mm-hmm. often, like, yeah. right. this was the biggest thing, this is what everyone knows. Well, so. you think you know everyone. She, yeah. And she probably figures, I have about 62 family members members that live right <laughs> around me so why do I need to lock my door for yeah, yeah I don't so yeah so Johnny Polite like we say he's cousin to Ed um, so his truck we were trying to figure out whose truck was by the railroad tracks because they were kind of you know they were teasing that last episode of whose truck could this be was it was it Ed's truck or, or whose we find out that it was actually Johnny's truck um, and Right? Am I yes. getting this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. It was Johnny's truck, and Johnny had said that he saw a man named Larry Lee coming out of the woods. And so it was Larry Lee who was the guy who was, you know, creepily walking through the woods right by Rita's house uh, during a little bit after the, the murder scene happened. Wait. The murder happened. No, it was Johnny La- that was walking across Larry the Larry saw Larry saw Johnny. That's why I was yeah. asking. Yeah. Sorry. I, got this, yeah. I was like, I so took many men introduced <laughs> in the, like, so five Larry, minute period. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Larry uh, saw Johnny uh, mm-hmm. saw Johnny walking. Um, so that's kind yeah. of where we're, we're we're at with that now. Kevin also saw Johnny walking. Kevin is the one mm-hmm. that um, saw him walking early in the morning, and he rolled down his window and he was like, "Hey, Johnny, like, what's up?" And Johnny's like, "Did you hear about Rita?" Like, coming from that, mm-hmm. di- I right? think that was Larry. I think Larry was. I'm wrong, guys. So, Ke- uh, okay, guys, if you guys are confused, too, please comment right. let us know. I'm because telling you, so many people Kevin heard from Larry. Yes, so Kevin is the police, right. which we yes. still don't understand. No, we weren't introduced, like, is he a cousin? Is he a, right. Does he have the same last name, coincidentally? He's technically just a neighbor, is what yes. they're con- referring Across to him as. Okay. Yeah. He's just a neighbor. So, whatever. Kevin, he, he heard from Larry that this had happened, Yeah. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that he might have saw... Didn't he see the truck? He I saw the fire truck. saw the truck. And he saw Johnny's yes, truck. Yes, because this is... Can I, like, bring up this quote? Because this blew my mind. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh... <laughs> I just thought their house was, he goes, like, he said he saw all the fire trucks, whatever, and he <laughs> goes, their house was on fire, and I really didn't think nothing <laughs> about it. I'm like, I just thought their house was on fire. Their house is on fire. Their house is on fire. Oh, that's it? Okay. You're not all these go people help are weird. Their, their little comments, now, every now and then, I remember um, Ed's ex wife was like, to this day, I don't know what that means when, um, when she yeah. was saying, uh, 
um, when Michael said he set me up, and she's like, to this day, I'm like, what? Are you guys yeah. stupid? Like, this, like, yeah, this is I, serious I, stuff. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, these people, if they have, like, this information, they have, all, like, I just, like, I know we were just chatting about how it was fear or whatnot, but I feel like that needs to kind of trump something inside yeah. of you. Like, with all of you, not one of right. you has tried. Right. Not one of you. You've all tried to hide this, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so we talk with, with Kevin. He did not want to be on camera. Still trying to figure out, I mean, he must be related to the family, and maybe that's the reason why he doesn't want to be on camera. Um, and but I, do you think that's, is that his real name? Kevin? Yeah. Why, yeah. So, I don't know. Why, why, <laughs> but, so then, why wouldn't he be on know. camera? Everybody yeah. knows who he is already, no? But we don't. I think a lot of times, too, people, when they're like, oh, I don't want to be on camera, but, yeah, I'll talk with you. That they don't understand that's consent that they can still use their name in audio. So that's probably, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's probably yeah. what happened was that, yeah, no, I don't want you to videotape me, but I will chat with you, you guys are a crew, like for production. They're okay. like showing but, his house, his car, his voice. Yeah, so but I, not I think it's kind of that kind of that loophole in it right. where it's like, yeah, you're not on camera, but we still have your audio because you agreed to chat with us. And, and also, this is like a small town in the middle that's of nowhere. And they probably aren't even aware of the fact that they can do this, you know? Yeah, I don't know. You probably saw the tape. And I was like, they caught me. Like, they got me. Well, and I'm starting to think like more now. It's that these people just—it's one of those things, you know. It's not happening to me, so why do I really care that much? Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, a TV crew's in here, and it's Mm -hmm. on MTV. So yeah, like I'll talk to you, and I'll sit down. But really, at the end of the day, when there's nothing going on, is I feel like no one really cares enough to do something extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it seems that way, at least. Or well, these people are, are chatting right. because they do have a little conscience, you know, a little right. guilt yeah. about it, and they're like, I don't want to be on video, but yeah, I'm going to chat with you a little. So maybe yeah. that's it as well. Um, so yeah, so anyway, after we talk with Kevin and he tells us about what Larry had saw, um, we go and we see Larry. We see Larry and Carolyn, um, our husband and wife, they also did not want to be on camera. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. this was, I think, one of the first uh, episodes. I feel like last episode only one person did it. In, but this was the first episode we had multiple people who were like, hey, no, I don't I don't want my face being out there or, or anything like that. Um, and the Trisha, who is uh, Michael's lawyer, actually came for this one because she had never been able to get in contact with Larry Lee or didn't know this information right. at all. Um, which that, was, which, that was cool to see, I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. that she was actually going out there. Work, yeah. yeah, doing some new work and stuff. But it's still just, I mean, I get that all there's thousands and millions of cases every year. It just right. makes it like... How didn't Trisha know about this? I feel like it was so easy to get to this yeah. point. It wasn't mm-hmm. like rocket science. You talk to one or two people. Right. Um, but I feel like, obviously, you have, like, enough cases to deal with. That's how these cases get swept under the rug. Anywho, we chatted with Larry, and um, he was just discussing Johnny. When Johnny was coming out of the woods to his car, and Johnny immediately is just like, did you hear about uh, Rita? Someone killed her. And he's like, what the heck are you talking about, Johnny? And Johnny just goes on this whole rant about how Rita's dead. And his shirt and his pants were soaking wet. But at the time, Larry didn't think anything of it. And didn't Kevin say that Larry told him he said that before the fire trucks were even seen going by? Yeah. Which is so weird. I mean, come on. What else do you need? That's yeah. like... Also, like, in Johnny's case... If Rita's dead, and this is someone that, that you know, like, you're, you're f- family with and stuff, why are you walking away and not, like, running to the house to, like, be like, what's going on? Can I help? Yeah. If you right. have nothing to hide. Why aren't you still there? Oh, why that's are you valid. still there? Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why 
why are you walking away? First of all, why are you wet? Why are, <laughs> people need to ask questions. But yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. It's like, like, hello, Larry, like, wake up. Like, like, why aren't you at? Yeah. Like, what do you mean I, she's dead? Like, does she need help? Should I go right. help her? Do you want to get in my car and we can like? And why did Larry go to the house? So nonchalant. After Johnny like, said that to him. Like he just he sees this whole bizarre situation, go just carries on with his day. Like, are yeah. you for real? This doesn't well, happen all the time. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Wait, can we like paint this picture right now? Strange man running through the woods after his family member is just burned to death, soaking wet, telling, telling you about it, <laughs> telling you about it, and you're like, "Good night, right. morning, yeah, whatever, morning, what? yeah." Chow no. the oh, oh, there's the fire truck <laughs> going by tomorrow. <laughs> you're like, no. Meanwhile, Kevin's going. Oh, the house is burning down. Oh, yeah, and he's okay. like, I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, no, I get that. I get why Larry didn't go running to the house, let's <laughs> say, right, to go check it out. I get that. He's not related. He doesn't know Rita. Like, shit. Like, right. that's a that sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that sucks. But Johnny, knowing about yeah. the murder prior to fire trucks, anything happening, knowing that that is his, you know, his cousin in law, mm, let's right. say. And still just casually walking around. What do we think the wetness is from? So bizarre. I was thinking gasoline, but... I agree. You what made a valid smell? point. Why isn't he on fire? Yeah, yeah, I think if you were or literally soaked in gasoline, you could smell right. that. Could you it could have be, to. like, do. Because if, <laughs> if he's rolling in the woods... Well, no, but, like, it didn't... It, it, the field, like... You, I don't know. He said he was soaking wet, oh, though. Oh, okay. Like, you had it, like... Maybe he, like, oh. smelled of ash and stuff. So off. he had to, like... Was there yeah. a river? No, didn't they say there was a that's river good. in one of the first episodes? Or yeah. There's there railroad river? tracks and then the forest or the field. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he, he washed off because he smelled yeah. or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, also, he never mentioned, um, like, what he would... They made this... He makes this conversation seem so casual. Like, especially... It doesn't matter if you know the person or hate the person or what. If someone's dying, like, I would be just, like, bawling. Like, even if it's my worst enemy, just, like, just like oh, my God, like, what should we do? Like, I feel like we should... Someone's burning in the house down yeah. the, right. the, yeah. the hill. Like, So, and then the other like, weird, what? weird part, just kind of to end this whole Larry Lee <laughs> saga, in a sense... Is uh, so later on. How, I forget how many months later they said. Or, they said I think they said a couple. I don't think they were specific. It was yeah. It was just a, so a couple couple months later. Uh, they get a knock on the door early in the morning. Carolyn and Larry Lee, and it happens to be Johnny. And Johnny's knocking on the door very aggressively. Larry's still in bed, so Carolyn gets the door. Like you know, like a great. Why wouldn't you get out of bed, Larry? <laughs> Larry, your door is being aggressive. Larry is a dummy. Such a gentleman. Oh, Larry, <laughs> he thinks so brightly. Get it together, Larry. <laughs> so yeah. So Larry. Uh, so Carolyn answers the door to a really intense and angry Johnny who's just saying, what do you know about Rita's death? And me and Ed, we're doing our own investigation. We don't know exactly what you know. And to the point where she said she was scared. She was really scared and was like, you basically need to leave. And she said she hasn't talked to him since. So once again, why didn't she share yeah. any of this with the police? You know, I mean, okay, I get, you know, the, uh, the cousin and, and husband want to know, or ex-husband want to know what actually happened. They're angry, they're grieving, whatever. But No. Mm-hmm. no. But do I'm playing devil's no. advocate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, no, girl. No, they just want to know what everyone knows. <laughs> they, so they, they can take know. out who knows yeah. what yeah. And then yeah. take off. So yeah. like some more people on fire. <laughs> that's yeah. what so, they thinking. So that's a red flag. But right. if it... It's like, oh, what? All of a sudden you care so much. You didn't care when Rita was burning to the ground. Why yeah. do you care I just, now? Don't you feel like, like this whole entire situation is just so sloppy? So like, sloppy. if you're going to do something, like, you got to do something. But I think it's so obvious if you're just going to show up at a door and be like, tell me what you know. Yeah. Like, I is know. that saying something? And, and mm-hmm. like an obscene hour in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, these people, first of all, these so people bizarre. get up early for no. people. 
So if they're saying it's early, it's got to be what five thirty in the morning or something. Like I mean, the, the, Larry just chills at six a.m. outside. Like I, their I people are up early. Which um, is weird. Yeah. So that's kind of all we got on the Michael Polite case, uh, which I guess is is more than we had last time. So that's good. So yeah. now Johnny is is mm-hmm. a big suspect, and Ed obviously has a great alibi that he answered the phone at his house. So who knows? Maybe Johnny went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we kind of switch, and they do kind of a they do an interesting uh, break in between both cases. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Ryan, who's our host at the the Innocence Network conference, and there's 250 people this year there. They say uh, mm-hmm. that were innocent, and they were proven to be innocent, that were wrongfully convicted. And one of the cameos <laughs> that we have that just shows up at a random circle table in the middle of a little convention hall is Amanda Knox. And Miss Amanda Super Knox weird. is actually, and I feel like she's one of the biggest wrongfully convicted for sure. people. She's like a celebrity. Um, yeah. She's huge but celebrity, and she was there, which was MTV, crazy to see. like, you're so weird. They're not even giving us, like, a, it's just, like, a lower third, like, Amanda Knox. You're yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, if I blinked, like, yeah. a little too long, I would have missed it, and... Well, yeah. I think we're all just supposed to know who Amanda Knox is. Yeah, so it's like whatever. she doesn't need a huge introduction. But, oh, but at least like, like a little something. Can little we just? This is like for that. The people that don't. Well, and this is like that when they introduced to his girlfriend. Like yeah. MTV, stop finding random things it, to just throw in for thirty I, seconds. Okay, I get Amanda it's not over okay, it's not the random. girlfriend. Yes. No, 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 you're right. But there's the 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 segue into it. Is yeah, yeah. So, I uh, wish they gave us a little background yeah. or something. You know? I actually liked this little convention a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Actually, like more than the his girlfriend um i liked it a lot it made me really realize just how many people are wrongly convicted we don't i mean i don't i don't know about you guys i never think about this on like my regular daily basis every wednesday night you do though yeah every every Wednesday. now i do (laughs) but it was just crazy to me to to see that i love how like it's like let's have a convention for like how crappy our lives were for so long. I mean, yeah. but like it's, po- it's a positive relate. thing. It's a, but yeah. but it's, it's like oh my gosh, like this. It's a lot of people. Too. Yeah, and they I said mean, it like doubled from last year, yeah, which is kind of scary. Last year. Which is that a good thing it's or a good, bad? That's a good thing because more people are getting out that were wrongfully convicted. Exactly. But like, uh, how many people now are being wrongfully convicted? Like more yeah. each year? I don't know. Yeah. That, so that was. Mm-hmm. It was a good segment. It was just yeah. the the lead in, I guess, is what I was. Yeah, yeah. And we see just a little aside. bit more emotions from Ryan, which I yeah. like. I like hearing his backstory a lot yeah. too because he mm-hmm. did go through a lot. He is our host. Um, so then from there, we uh, we head on over to our second. I won't say our final because we get a teaser at the end that, that we're going mm-hmm. on to more murders. We'll talk about that later. Um, but Calvin Michael Smith, we're back with him. And uh, we just keep hearing more stuff about how the agent uh, Dr. Detective Dr. Will. Dr. Williams, yeah, Dr. Williams. Mm-hmm. How he is just a bad man. He is just a racist meanie head. And <laughs> <laughs> meanie head. I don't want to say. I could say other words. And I but, quote. <laughs> I quote meanie head. Uh, but I think something interesting that we kind of find out from the beginning here. We were chatting with Ellen Lamoureux, who is, was the ex-wife who was abused horribly oh, during her marriage to Kenneth Lamoureux, who was the initial first suspect of this entire murder case. And we find out he's dead. I had no idea he was dead. Did you guys know that last episode? No. I think this is the first time we're revealed that. I, no. I think that they said that he had killed himself. In this episode or Not prior? in this episode. Oh. In a prior epi- yeah. episode, oh. I'm pretty sure. Over my head. Same. Over my head. But I anyway, believe. Yeah. So we start off with an interview with Ellen, who, like I said, was his ex-wife, who he horribly abused all the time. Um, and she immediately says that the first detective that they chatted with when this uh, this horrible beating had happened... 
the detective was clear that her husband had done it, that he was mm-hmm. the one who did it. Right. This is before Calvin was even involved. His name was even a part of this whole case. Was this mm-hmm. the same detective, or is this a separate detective? Not sure. They didn't really they didn't specify. Dis- dis- okay. specify that. I'm guessing mm-hmm. it was the same detective because mm-hmm. she was referring to him and discussing him. Right. Um, but I don't know. I have no idea. They give us little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, so she, so just to give some facts about it, is she basically correlated what happened with uh, herself in a sense that he used to be here. She had broken bones and nose. He hated when she was pregnant, and the, the victim she was pregnant. She had all these broken bones. Um, and then the biggest piece of evidence was that he carried this mag light, which we had to look up. <laughs> None of us knew what a mag light was. I don't know if you guys did out there, but uh, it's basically just one of those little flashlights you have on your keychain. And uh, he had one at, on him all the time. And the victim, she was struck by that in the head. That right there is, is that's just a lot of evidence right there. Yeah, but, um, too much, too much evidence. Right. Yeah. Um, much. And I think just the craziest part was the day be- we find out the day before this horrible act happened. Right. He was uh, he was held in jail for about four or five hours because he beat the heck out of Ellen, mm-hmm. and she had to run away to a neighbor's house, call the cops, and the judge even said, "Hey, I'm going to give you four hours to go get a gun and get your kids and get the heck out of state." And that's just a powerful statement right there. And then the day after this happens to the poor victim. Where was that judge? Right? That's what I'm that's saying. What, it's really disturbing that really? a person in like mm-hmm. of authority was aware of how dangerous this guy was yeah. and something like this was still able to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know like the entire like dynamic of how things work, but um, I don't understand how someone can be locked in the basement of a courtroom for four for four hours. Yeah. Like, well, you can hold them. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can be on hold for whatever as they're processing paperwork and stuff. And that's that. just as long mm-hmm. as she can do it until what it goes to court and he can actually go to jail. Like, yeah. well, legally he can get yeah. bailed out, stuff like that. You know, because you can't really hold someone for domestic violence. It's not like you're in there for See, murder but or that's something. Like, so that's so scary because right? if he's violent towards somebody. And you're only there for a certain amount of hours. Like, when you get out, you're probably going to be more angry that you're just sitting in jail like that. This is, like, so... I don't want to say unorganized, but, like... But, like, this is such a small, like... Not Hicktown, but, like, what... like, uh, Like, nowadays, like, in Los Angeles, a judge will be like... Here's the paperwork for the divorce papers. Like here's here's well, the process to go through, and then it, she she just said, get a gun, get your kids, and get out of state. Like that's such like an old school. I just I mean, think this happened a long time ago. If but. anything, it te- it like shows up. Well, it shows me how ignorant I am to things like this because you yeah. know maybe this is just standard. This is the law. This is how it is. But it seems like it's just like very holy, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, to that's me. how it is. I mean, right. a lot of, a lot of cases that you hear about. That's just honestly how the law is. They'll give you restraining order on someone. I mean, you can never... I'm sure that's what mm-hmm. happened with him, too, but as the judge knows, the restraining order is a piece of paper. Right. You know, if yeah. he really wants to come hurt you again, he's going to do that. So right. she right. is just talking, you know, woman to woman, like, get out of there. Like, that's... Yeah. I fi- I cannot protect you under the law right now. And so this is kind of the, the, the thing you need yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> but the thing I did like about Ellen was she was kind of the only one who kind of followed up with this case yes. after. Yes. Yeah. And later on, she, like, six months later, when, you know, Calvin is finally in the picture, she follows up. She's like, what the heck are, are you going to do? Like, I know that... My ex's dad, I know Kenneth is dead, but, like, are you guys going to follow up on anything? Are there Mm -hmm. any leads? And and the detective, I quote, says, we're going to arrest a black man. And Ken, or no, Ken wasn't dead yet. He said, Ken moved moved away, away, so what's it to you? Why do you care? 
Mm-hmm. So and that right there is said, such an ignorant statement. We're getting a known crack dealer mm-hmm. off the street. I yep. hated that. So right there is the motive of why they would do something like this. <laughs> I mean, aside from the racism part is right. mm-hmm. they just, you know, if you can't nail him for this, you nail him for that, you know? And he's, that, like, giving himself away. The detective is, like, almost giving himself away in this case that he's, like, such a racist. Mm-hmm. Like, by saying these, like, little comments and little statements. Like, you're not, pr- you're well, not. You well, he wasn't mean? trying to hide it. Everyone yeah. knows yeah. that. I mean, like, it's so obvious. Yeah. He that, was like, so cocky and so, it amazes me that he was so open to how, like, corrupt this whole entire situation was. Mm-hmm. And he still got away with it. Well, and I feel like it's, like, okay. I don't really care if he's a crack dealer or not. He's not the one that murdered her. So that's that's completely beside the point. And I feel like that happens a lot, too, where it's just like, oh, well, we're (laughs) just going to say that, you know, this Joe Schmo over here does this. So it's it's legitimate. Like, it's at least one bad person off the street. Like, no. I think it's just it's really just showing how, you know, I mean, in both of these cases, it really just shows kind of. The, the laziness like we've discussed before mm, so, and right. and kind of how these detectives and these police officers they have a lot of power you know mm, and it's too great. much power I mean it's it's great when it goes for the good way but the fact that it can also go negatively that's the scary part right. and mm-hmm. trying to you know minimize that and that's kind of the goal and I think that's the goal of this show too to, uh, to raise awareness on all different aspects of um, mm. you know of wrongful convictions and and police work as well. Right. Um, so yeah. So after we talked to Ellen, we uh, we <laughs> click. I'm in the uh-huh. band with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go interview all these people. I feel like I did. Uh, so William Speaks, who is the old defense attorney for Calvin, when uh, the the case went to trial about over 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. When this case was, um, which is crazy. And I think you know, I don't know. It's amazing that they're they're looking at a case this far back, which is right. great. Um, so he basically just chats about how, hey, like, I did my best. I did the best I could. <laughs> these witnesses that they called, these people that actually are the ones who basically kind of <laughs> convicted Calvin, they're horrible. They're not reputable. They right. are, they're just back and forth on everything. <laughs> and they've all said that, retracted their initial statements to him. Yeah. I think <laughs> moral of the story is... Don't date a crazy girl. No, literally, I said this last time, too. I don't want ex-boyfriends from this. This <laughs> literally makes me, like, want to, like, keep my relationship now. Like, babe, like, seriously. like. But, yeah. This, well, like, they even admitted to lying about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like the first girlfriend... Um, told on him, and then it sounds like he dumped the other one because he told he told his girlfriend then my ex like told on me for or said that I did this crime, and then it's almost like this She's ex like, now oh, is teaming. Like, oh, that's a great idea. Let me just like <laughs> throw him in jail now. See, you know what I feel because he was like, oh, I was dating like you know five women at the same time. So I feel like what happened is that like they John Tucker. He like what, yeah, he like told <laughs> Valerie. He's like, oh, like this girl Andrea yes. like said yeah. this about me, and then Valerie's like, oh, who's Andrea? Like okay, well, he, like yeah, he you said know. he was dating four right. girls, yeah. and so she's like, well, like, no more Valerie. Like I'm gonna call on you just like Andrea did, imagine. and then there we are. And yeah, yeah so and Andrea now she's passed away, um, <laughs> sadly. And Valerie also did not want to be on camera mm-hmm. and did not want to speak at all. Yeah. Um, she said, but the statements that William speaks, the attorney that he was saying, he said that Andrea had said, I know the truth and the truth will set him free. And she kept saying that. And she even said that on the stand. And so he put her on there because he thought that that would incriminate her, right. that the jury would be smart enough to be like, hey, this guy couldn't do it. And then with Valerie, uh, said that she said the truth is that he didn't say it, that he didn't say these things. And then little John, we realize, is an alcoholic. And 
I think it was and a, and a drug addict apparently now alcoholic like, a, a drug no addict and he couldn't make any straight statements so right there the three people that basically kind of convicted him and, and put him mm-hmm. at the scene are all not credible but somehow they were able to convince the jury that Calvin yeah. did it and was there but so I want to ask you guys what do you think little John's motive was to like incriminate his friend well I mean they even went into this about just the whole how this works at the criminal justice system and stuff and how they will interrogate them so hard and completely twist their words and like he went in to ask him what was in the store and he like couldn't recall and then he's like closed and he's like oh well were there trees and like yeah. which is what the store had he, he like they can say anything to make all these put like all the pieces of the puzzle add up to make it look like a confession yeah right. which goes under you know the detective cutting corners like they said in the first place and, and we have no idea what they said to him they could have said like oh you are you know you could be tried as mm-hmm. you know uh, an uh, accessory or you know yeah. uh, someone helping like yeah. we don't yeah. know what yeah. they even said to him and honestly like it's a black man going into jail being you know mm-hmm. questioned by people I'm sure he's not thinking clearly I'm sure he is scared as as hell like yeah you know what's going on these people mm-hmm. are interrogating me like he's probably just gonna yes and I all his, all his answers were so short it's just yeah. like yes well yes this yes, is like, why it was short because pretty much the detective was w- m- giving him the answer in the question yeah. like making it totally biased and that's yeah. like something you learn like as a journalist when you're asking questions it's like you don't ask questions for yes or no answers you mm-hmm. ask questions mm-hmm. for like a full response Statement, you're not yeah. supposed to sway per- a person in one way or the other and clearly he was swayed especially <laughs> with the question that you said like he was wrong when he said that there was clothes in this in this store but he was like but were there trees like he's yeah. like <laughs> completely yeah. and yeah. then he's like i'm not putting any words in your mouth right which all I kept like, thinking is like Hollister, <laughs> but like that's all I thought the whole time. Like, like, what? What? Yeah, because I'm like, there's clothes in there. There's also artificial Wait, like, trees, the, like, like oh. the clover. Like, he, yeah, because I'm just like, well, he said this, like I don't know why I thought of that, but that, like Ooh. the guy saying there's clothes, and then he's just because he could have thought that he could be like, yeah, like in the clothing store, there, yeah, there were trees. Like I no, don't know. it's valid. Yeah, you know no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, I know okay. my mind. I did the fast food like, thing last time, but I'm trying to draw draw some connections here. But like, <laughs> I got there you. Are, I got like, you. Well, what yeah. you guys should look. I keep, I like, I keep bringing up making a murderer, but it was just because it was so, it's so recent and it's so relatable to this. Is Brendan Dassey one of the the guys, I, it's kind of ruining this for you guys, but you guys aren't going to watch it, I guess. Uh, but Brendan Dassey, he was just recently, he just came out on the news, he was released for um, uh, for basically lying. Like, he was released. He didn't do the crime, basically, of what... And the and the police, they basically did the exact same interrogation that we read right here. Is they kind of forced him. You see it actually on video, though. Him sitting there. And in the beginning being like, no, nothing. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't do anything. And then them slowly convincing him that, like, he's like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I did it. And it's like and a Stockholm syndrome. You see that kinda. whole process. Mm-hmm. Right. And to actually really watch that video and see that now he actually got off because it was all coerced mm-hmm. and it was all lies, basically. You guys gotta check it out. And I'm sure at one point, after they twisted like his words so much, I'm sure they just dug him so deep to a point that when they like renewed this information with Lil John, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lil John, Lil um, John. <laughs> um, they were like, "Well, you said this before, mm-hmm. so you're already too deep into this. If you want to get yourself out, you need to testify against your mm-hmm. your best friend, kind of thing." Yeah. So I'm sure, like, th- I'm sure that's how it kind of went down. You know, right? I'm sure he didn't just want to. But then again, like he he had, he said that he was with him at the store. Well, what what did you do then? Where were you when when she was being attacked? Like, like did you did 
I mean, yeah. it's two black men. Could she have seen what the wrong one, and you were the one that attacked her this whole time? He probably just said I, they were at a clothing store. Uh, yeah, he and then they just put him in. That I think he's just like spot. lying about yeah. everything. He's probably just Definitely. drunk. He was probably yeah. drunk. He didn't know where they were. He's just lying. Like they right. were, or maybe they were out that night, and right. he didn't know where they were. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I was at a clothing store. These girls are saying that we were here. I mean, maybe we were there. I don't know. I was messed up. Like, yeah, whatever. I just think one of the greatest parts about that whole thing was the fact that Calvin, when they interviewed him, Calvin was like, "Man, I didn't understand why my best friend get up there." And lie but then you know I mean I know what the cops did to me so I'm guessing you know that's what happened with him he like forgave him and like right. wasn't mad at him I guess maybe over mm-hmm. 20 years of being in jail and you know really thinking about things I guess he, he had forgiveness for him but right. I thought that was pretty cool seeing Calvin do that mm-hmm. um, but yeah when we were talking with you know Josh Tepfer who's the one of the people that worked with the exoneration uh, place and the whole process of that he was using the word contamination and that's what we've kind of been chatting mm-hmm. about that contamination is when you basically tell the people the evidence and you get them to admit that they were there and um, the only reason I bring this up right now is that he said that most statements that are made like that are, are useless and I think this is going to be a big thing going through this record of mm-hmm. that interview that's going to kind of get Calvin off I think um, I don't know how you guys feel about how that. How high, like, was this settled in their town court or, like, their county court? Well, this know? was a bigger town. This isn't really small town, I don't okay. think. Okay. Um, so is, it, went, it went farther than... This is in Kansas City and stuff, so this is, okay. a, big, this is a bigger town. Okay. Uh, yeah, where Michael was and stuff, that's a smaller town of everything happening. Right. Um, but this, yeah, this is a bigger town with everything, so it has nothing to do with that. Okay. It's, it's just, you know, the fact that the detective kind of wanted to pin it on who he wanted to pin it on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we still don't know for sure, um, but, I mean, all the evidence kind of points to it uh, but there I think the biggest thing for this is there is a big chance for reasonable doubt that Calvin mm-hmm. didn't do it mm-hmm. um, even though there's no physical evidence that uh, what's his name did it uh, that Lamero did it I mean and well, it's I hard think now it's that he's pretty obvious. Away. We have the, a weapon with him. The fact that he like is abusive. He spent time in like a mental institute. He had every reason to be angry at that point in time, just because of what had happened to his wife just the night before. Mm-hmm. He had like an obsession with the woman, which was like kind of bizarre. Like I, I just feel like it's it's so obvious to me and. I agree. I don't. Is it supposed to be? Because you're a great that? detective. That's you why. are a great detective. I know, right? Oh, gee. Of me. Like, what's going on? I don't know. Also, yeah. he he dipped out the day after this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's not a huge red flag to you, then like, yeah. what is at well, this point? I think it comes down to they know that he did it. Yeah, but they just, just they're choosing to, right. they're yeah. choosing to ignore it. And yeah, so I feel like the, the detective like has been waiting for this moment where like. The black kid is in the same um, um, setting where this happens, where he can just put it on him. To be honest with you, I think that it's it's taking more effort to pin it on someone who didn't do it. Then, yeah, so is like, it is it even laziness at this point? It would be. Have, it would have been so easy to just like legitimately solve this crime right yeah it was I don't know it was just blunt racism and this is what this is another thing and this is what you know this is uh, it's a kind of a good thing that MTV's doing this Mm -hmm. show in a sense it's really exposing especially the young kids younger generation Mm -hmm. to what actually happens and to try to you know make change Mm -hmm. which is what I uh, which I really love about the show um, so then we kind of end the, the episode kind of ended real like Wait, I don't know Sheila I like yeah 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 oh, okay. she, oh, don't worry I'm getting to girl I love Sheila I was like expecting it to be over and I'm like what yeah. these three minutes were amazing and then we're, we're introduced <laughs> to Sheila who is Calvin's mother um, who you know 
poor woman. She said after everything had happened with Calvin, her son going away, that she got into drugs for 20 years, but she's been clean now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, if your son goes away like that, you're going to be affected by it. Um, she refers to the detective as the devil himself. Mm-hmm. And she goes on this whole sad rant. And it was really it was really uh, heartbreaking to mm-hmm. see what happened. Um, but at the end, the, the last three minutes that you were, you were just bringing up, uh, she's basically like, well, I'm going to go find Eugene for you. Lil John. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find Lil John. Lil John. The man who, you know, testified <laughs> or wrongly, who had the wrong uh, testimony or so they're trying to prove um, against Calvin, his best friend. So Eugene, she's just going around she's this woman, girl. not caring about so anything, ballsy. just owning every street. She's like, Lil John with the beer? You know him? Lil, Lil John with the beer. She's Jean. like, the heavy set guy? <laughs> like, I'm not the police. Five different names. My favorite and, thing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no, Sorry. you're good. It just, yeah, at the end, she's just she's just traveling around to all these little spots. And then mm-hmm. finally, and the thing was, she was wearing a camera, too. Yeah. They, had, they had, you know, hidden camera her up, which I thought was great. So sneaky. Okay, and it was a hidden camera. Actually, I thought they were, had the camera. I was like, oh, they better be careful. Oh, heck no. No, they didn't do that. Oh, that was probably on her, on her button or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, at the end we find Eugene, and that's kind of the teaser for next episode is mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Eugene. I like love that the last two words are "I'm back" because you know <laughs> yeah. that she's been looking for him. Yeah. Like it made me so because you know this woman has been like Sheila's been out there trying to find him, and now mm-hmm. she's found him again, and she has all this support and she has all this publicity. So mm-hmm. really, I mean, she's going to get I think so much farther this time with mm-hmm. him than she probably has been able to. Um, in the past, especially in, like, the kind of compromising situation Mm -hmm. that she's in. Yeah, and one thing I want to touch on with, like, I saw this with her and with his dad, too. They seem like such a close-knit, like, loving, religious family. Like, what would have given him the motive to do that to someone? Well, I mean, you can't go based off that. There's so many people. They just seem so cute every time I see them. That's the fairy tale, but... I know, but still, like... Like I just don't understand. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why does anyone my do anything soul that they do? Is just like <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're my so pure innocent. Soul. I'm sorry. I just can't help. I just can't help. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it. I'm sorry. We need the yeah the the thing that everyone's pure. How could someone do this? But yeah, but no, it's it's sad and it's uh. So yeah, so we're really kind of leaning after this that you know that hopefully Eugene, Lil John, will actually be able to mm-hmm. to go back on his on his testimony. But the thing is that they're afraid of both of those people, Eugene and Valerie. It'd be that they lied under oath, and right. then they can get in trouble for that. Even though I don't know if it, if there's a limit, statute of limitation on that, or anything like that. But um, who knows? But actually, I, I meant fear. to ask that when we were talking yeah. about Valerie. Is that that's probably why she didn't want to answer because she's scared that she's going to go to jail, incriminating now. herself right, for lying right. on the stand. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I, I'm going to look that up though but I'm sure there's some type of there must be if right? If you guys know let us yeah. know mm-hmm. if yeah. anyone no, out there does. We need some law people. Yeah. 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 We need a lawyer on this. We yeah. need to get we a lawyer in here. Maybe we'll bring someone in. Or someone on Google. Maybe we'll bring someone in a lawyer <laughs> to interview them about yeah, this. So, um, yeah we'll, we'll look sure. into it for you guys. So yeah so that's kind of that was the episode and then at the end like I said we get a teaser that we're going to get a third a murder case yeah. which I was very confused about. I thought originally it was just going to be Calvin and Michaels and then mm-hmm. we were learning about Ryan's and that was the third one. Um I don't know how I really feel about getting another mm-hmm. one in on this. I kind of want these yeah. to come to a close before mm-hmm. I have to remember and write down thousand facts of information. But, you know. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, should we get into a little bit of predictions? Yes. yes. All right. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Took me this long. I finally got it, guys. Um, all right, so so predictions. Let's start with Michael. Let's just go with who done it. Who are we thinking? I think it's a 
double effort. Sorry there. Duo. Oh, it's a duo. <laughs> it's a duo on uh, Ed and Johnny. Ed and 100%. Johnny? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, ma'am. I agree, too. I, Ed and Johnny? I, by the way, guys, we've been calling her Nancy. It's Betsy. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. It's Patsy. No, Patsy. Patsy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still not right. <laughs> it's confusing. All right, just never mind. Ed and Johnny. <laughs> anyway. She's out of it. Okay, yeah, she's done. Um, yeah, Ed and Johnny. I'm I'm going with those two for yeah. Michaels. Right. Yeah, I just think this was like a family affair. Mm-hmm. I think they all knew a little something. They all do know mm-hmm. a little something. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I feel like guy cousins are always like so. T- I mean, cousins are tight so in general, tight. but like guy cousins, I feel like they have Bros. this bond. I feel like he would be like, "Bro, I hate this girl," and he's like, yeah. "Bro, <laughs> let's go get her." Yeah. Well, normally I would say that like, okay. Uh, it's not. It can't be Johnny. Like whatever. They're trying to tease us yeah. once again. Yeah. But now that they're introducing a third murder case into this, and they're stuff, trying to wrap that. Yeah, up. Yeah, it's wrapped. Things up. are getting it's wrapped up. So I'm kind of like, ah, it has to be Johnny. But then her door is always unlocked. So was there someone else, or was it just Johnny? Oh That's God, how he got totally in. It was totally Johnny, motivated so, by Ed. All right. So Johnny, motivated go. by Ed. It's a, it's a unanimous call right now. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if it gets all wrapped up. Now let's head over to Calvin. What do we think about Calvin? Who done it? Crazy. Kenneth. Crazy Kenneth? Crazy I have, Kenneth. In my notes, I, I write Kenneth, and then a line, it's like, creep. <laughs> creep, crazy, yeah, you but know. No, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. And like, I even said last episode, you know, one of them has to be wrong. They can't be right on, on all of this, but yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with that, too. Yeah. Crazy Kenneth. Crazy Kenneth? Yeah. It's all around the OG, yeah. The OG? I agree. Yeah, I mean like I think we have now the Kenneth, yeah, he did do it. I think now it's kind of how is Calvin gonna get off? Is it gonna be right. by little John's testimony? Right. Is Valerie gonna turn around and be like, Hey, I lied about this? Who's gonna be the person that comes out now? So I think yeah. that one's pretty much proven that he's innocent in that aspect. Um so that's a good thing. And then yeah, I mean it's not exciting to see another murder. Bring on the one. I'm excited to kind of talk about I'm something. Something different. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, leave your... That's all for us. Leave your comments <laughs> below for us. We'll chat with you guys. Uh, we will be here next week. Remember to like, to subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes. Catch us oh. all all over the interwebs. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at AfterBuzzTV. And you can guys can find me at NadineDP in the number three. You can find me at Abigail Frere. You can find me at Maddie underscore Makeley. And I'm Olivia. I didn't tell you my name <laughs> in the beginning, but you can find me at the real underscore O underscore G. And that's all, guys. See you Thank next you. week. Thank you. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.